Hello and welcome to the Village Table. I'm Donna and I've got Janae here with me and we're back. So excited. It was kind of an interesting summer where we were hoping to get a few of these done and then life kind of took hold and we noticed that it was time for a break. Yeah, I, I feel like everybody's right along with us because I, I feel like we just got out of school and now here we are. Uh, yeah, I feel like the summer went by so fast. This is probably the fastest summer I've had as an adult and a little scary, but yeah, really good as well in so many different areas. Yeah, I, I think I made my list of to-dos, and by the time I got done with VBS and mission trip and a little time off, it, it just, yeah, here we are, and I we're think, back to fall. I think by the time you're done with VBS... It was almost time for school. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, we're really glad that you're with us today, and we're super glad to be back doing the podcast. Um, we loved our time, and we really appreciate you taking time out um, to listen to us on the podcast wherever you go. Um, our hope, our prayer is that you will share this with other people, other parents, other friends that you have, family members, um, so that you can, um, I don't know. Uh, be able to share and talk a little bit about what we're talking about. Yeah, I think a lot of times as we start to talk here on the village table, like sitting at the table, we come away with so much joy just being able to have that conversation. And I think it's just people process things really differently. And sometimes just being able to verbally process what you're thinking is super important and it can be helpful for everybody. So take time to talk with friends about this because you never know a gift that God might give you within that conversation. Now, um, over the summer, I found another use for our podcast. Are you ready for this? I can't wait. Yeah. So my, my daughter-in-law calls me and she's like, what is that podcast you're doing again? What's the name of it? So I told her, and I was so I was like really touched that she was going to take the time to listen to it. And so um, about a week later, we were talking, and I was like, "Did you like my podcast?" She goes, "I I didn't listen to it." I said, "But you you called me to get what the name of it was." She goes, "Yeah, because Walker needed to go to sleep, and so I I put it on so he could hear your voice, and it put him right to sleep." I was like. Uh, great to know great to not know. sure if that's the best use of time <laughs> i feel like she could have sat in there with walker and she could have gained uh, some experience as well as some uh, long distance grandma time you know i, I think as a as a mom you got to do what you got to do so i give her big kudos for that big kudos so if you need something to put your child to sleep i guess um, i've learned our voices are a great avenue for that hopefully we don't put you to sleep that right. is not our goal <laughs> within this podcast. It's to inspire and give you tools to help you as a parent or grandparent or just somebody, aunt, uncle, cousin. Yeah, yeah. Well, great. Well, let's go ahead and get to today's show. And today's show is, um, I really like it because we're talking a little bit about, um, you know, kind of get that whole getting back to school and getting back into routines and um, just some healthy habits for you and your family. And don't think that because school's already started, it's not time to listen to this. I think that we kind of needed that hecticness of school starting and not doing anything then. <laughs> and, but now's the time to kind of 
pick up on those habits and routines and things that will give your child success, but also help your whole family to find success starting a new school year. Yeah, because you think we we do these routines. I mean, we're used to the school year starting September for so many years of our formative life or years, so many of our formative years. Let me word it that way. And um, so it's kind of ingrained in us. I hit September, August, September time, and I'm looking for some resets. I'm looking to see if I'm living out some good patterns. I think these are good for you no matter where you're at. Yeah, and I think that with the summer, you kind of hit a different stride in summer, and you kind of hit school, and it feels like chaos because a lot more happens during the day and the week, and you're not used to that because you kind of went into summer mode, and so this is kind of a chance to restart, kind of like January with your new goals, but it's kind of like a restart and a reset for... For the family. Now, we sat down before we started the podcast, and we're, we're looking mainly at four areas. We're looking at um, our diet, food, not necessarily going on a diet, but how are we eating? And, and I know for me, during the summer, I just go off the rails because I'm busy and I'm running, and or my house is hot, and I just don't feel like cooking. So we're going we're gonna to look a little bit at that sleep, which, which we know is really super important for kids and going to school and stuff. We're going to look at quality time, um, and and that's kind of an interesting one. It's not quantity time. It's quality time, right? Mm -hmm. And then we're going to look at um, a little bit of mental health because I think our awareness of um, anxiety and what we're feeling and things like that are are really key on people's radar right now. So... Um, I think we should start with food. All so, right. So how we eat is a really important, and how our kids are eating is a really important part of school. Why is that, Janae? Um, I'm just talking from personal experience right now, especially as everybody comes back to school and we have all of our back-to-school birthdays and, like, the cupcakes and everything come in. Um, but the more I eat sweets, the more I hurt. I don't know if that happens to you, Donna, mm-hmm. where it's like... I can tell I haven't had enough nutrition, like vegetables and proteins and vitamins, just because of, like, I don't want to move. It's hard for me to wake up, um, and my joints just hurt. And so I can tell that that's super important for me when I do get a lot of healthy food in me. I'm not just feeling that drag. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, – Bento bento boxes are, are really popular right now. I was watching a thing on them, and um, people are loving sending those to school. But I think you have to be really strategic about the kinds of foods that are in there because you're right. If I don't have the right kinds of foods, if I have too much sugar, it's not going to help me power through the day. So i got to make sure I'm start, our, our kids, we have to make sure our kids are starting out healthy in the mornings They've got that protein. They've got, um, you know, things that are going to sustain them. Snacks, that they've got good snacks, that they've got a balanced lunch, and then that they've got a good dinner. But all of that takes time, Janae. How do it we, does. How, do you, how, do we, how does a parent plan all of that when life is getting really busy? Um, well, I'm not going to tell you to be a Japanese mama with the bento boxes <laughs> because they... 
this is just for my time in Japan, but they take pride on how long it takes them to make a bento lunch in the morning. And if you only spent 20 minutes, like oh. mom shame is real in Japan, like an hour can go by. So I'm not going to put Japanese mom shame on you. Well, but- wait, that's super interesting because I think the reason that people are loving them in America is because they can make lunches so fast and just throw yeah. that stuff in there. So you're saying, no, that wasn't no, the purpose yeah. of them to begin with. The purpose, so moms will wake up super early, and not saying you have to do this, but they, like, fresh make the rice. They make sure that when they put the meat in, it looks really cute. So the idea is that the cuter the food is, the more colorful the food is, the more appealing it looks in the lunchbox the better, the more likely the children are to eat it. Because we know that children are picky eaters, but um, we also know that it's good for them to have a variety. And I think parents were like, I just want them to eat it and be able to eat it. I think sometimes we miss out on the, if we offer it enough times, they might try it. And it might be one of the things that they actually start to like and they start to eat. Um, I know... (laughs) I know a lot of times it's like, well, they're only going to eat all the snack foods like the goldfish and the fruit snacks. They won't eat any of the other things. Well, if that's the only thing you're putting in that lunch, you haven't even given them that opportunity to try some of those healthier things. So I think give a good mix of something you know that they're going to eat because we don't want hangry kids in school. But also make sure that you're packing those healthier foods that have the vitamins and the minerals and the protein that's going to help get them through their day yeah it's fuel so we want good fuel in our kids because that's how they're going to be able to learn and pay attention and and stay with it yeah I I I gotta tell you I start out the day with a bowl of lucky charms right and my coffee not 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 the way to be a champion right so we we want to make sure that they've got the right things in to be able to help them sustain to be able to feel good through their day Yeah. Yeah. And make sure like you as parents, you know what they're going to eat and what they're not going to eat, but just don't, don't be afraid of what they're not going to eat because you never know when a friend in their class is going to have that one food and they might actually be like, well, that friend's eating it. Maybe I will. Yeah. Now, um, you see a lot of lunches come through, right? Um, what concerns you about some of what you're seeing and the way kids are eating? Sugar, obviously. I think sugar. I The processed foods, I know that it's easier to just throw in a packet of processed foods. Um, but they're finding out more and more just how not healthy it is for our bodies. Like, we can get so many more allergens. Like, we can have so many other things that make our bodies not grow um, correctly and in adulthood we're dealing with the consequences of what we ate as kids like i'm feeling that right now in my own life um but i think as well putting in foods that can be like if you're gonna bring especially for the little ones you're gonna bring an apple like you give them the whole apple they're gonna have a problem eating that whole apple like try to cut things up make it manageable sizes for kids to eat and and think about how much you're giving them like when I started learning about my own food health journey one of the things that surprised me the most was your stomach is about the size of your fist Mm, so you don't have to put so much food in that they're gonna be stuffed like 
make it a manageable amount. Yeah, it's funny you said that. I have a friend of mine who's um, a child uh, went into kindergarten, and uh, a child was a little hangry at the end of the day. Sure enough, snack was like, I think, an orange or something, and they hadn't peeled it, so it took the child's entire time to peel it they didn't get time to get to their meat or cheese or whatever so yeah it it really can cause some problems now we uh, looking at our time we could go a long time on food and nutrition maybe that's something we want to circle back on in a later podcast but i want to hit on sleep um why is sleep such a key thing for a child's success um one that I tell kids all the time is that that is the time when kids grow taller is when they're sleeping. And that's the time when their brains grow and develop and they're actually able to process the information they've learned throughout the day and kind of like stick it in their brains. So when they don't have enough sleep at night, they're not able to grow as well and they're not able to process and they're not able to be healthy like that sick factor and we have tons of sickness coming back into school but when you aren't getting enough sleep your body is not able to use it the like white blood cells to heal and to fix what's happened in the body and what's being attacked now um what i've uh, it's been a while since i've had a little at home Mm -hmm. so how many hours do you love to see your preschoolers get I don't know if I've actually, because I haven't had kids. I know that like at least nine hours is a good amount of time for kids. Like yeah. that 8.30 bedtime, 8, 8.30, um, getting down and yeah. letting them sleep is, is really important. And if they have those older siblings, it's going to be really hard because the kids are going to want to stay up. But um, maybe think of a way of it can be a special you and them time that might help mm-hmm. to get them in to bed a little sooner than older siblings yeah i think we started with um, my son i want to say seven o'clock yeah. in the preschool years seven thirty, and then every year of school we added 15 minutes to a half an hour um yeah. but we could tell when we added too much and that he might not he may need it differently you know yeah it's it's just a whole thing you have to kind of watch that and watch it in your child and kind of gauge it. Yeah, and remember that with the first weeks and months of school, they're going to need more time to sleep because mm-hmm. learning all the new routines, you're learning the new kids, you're learning everything different, that makes your brain super tired and you're going to need a lot more time to just come back off of that. So your kids might be really tired at the table yeah. and some early bedtimes, even if they're not the year before they weren't doing it, like... They just need that so that they can yeah. <laughs> remember everything. Yeah, literally once a year, I think Joshua would get home from school, have a snack, do do his homework, and fall asleep by, I want to say, maybe 5 o'clock. And I wouldn't wake him, and he would sleep until the next morning. And not because we didn't have him on a sleep schedule, but because he was growing, and he was developing and changing, and he would just hit that wall. And, and literally about once or twice a year. Crazy. So um, that brings us to quality time. You mentioned, well, that'll give you some good time with your child. You know, as you have those routines that kind of get you to the point of where you're ready to go to bed. 
But what what is what is quality time with our kids? I think it's when kids are able to have your undivided attention yeah. and for you to be able to pour into them that you love them to pour in that you think that they're the most amazing kid in the world because for you they are and they need those people in their life that say you're amazing you can do whatever you put your mind to you like everybody needs those people that are 100% behind them and they need to be hearing that often and well especially when they're going into school when they're seeing differences mm-hmm. they're having their friends be like oh you can't do it you're you know like yeah. all of those things but to have somebody who believes and trusts in them and and says like you are smart you are kind i know that maybe you made a mistake but you're going to fix it and do better and and that is really important. And I think... And it uh, happens during those quality time moments. Yes. So, yeah, it, quality time um, is actually a love language. So we'll probably talk about that in future podcasts. But um, everybody's got different love languages. And that quality time is, is a big deal. It's good eye contact. It's good conversation. It gets a little harder as they get older. Middle school, high schoolers maybe don't really enjoy that quality time as much or know what to do with it. But that doesn't mean we stop having it with our kids, right? Well, I'm not even thinking that it has to be done in middle school. Like, I know roommates that when they haven't had their quality time bubble filled, like, they yeah. can get a little cranky, crabby tired. Like, as adults, we need somebody to fill into us and, and believe and trust in us. Yeah. And... and it changes behaviors. Like I've seen some kids come through where if they haven't had a lot of time with mom or dad, cause they've had busy days, like their days are just hard and sad. And they are trying to figure out how to deal with their emotions around things that they don't even know what to talk about. So quality time, um, you know, even where I was kind of going, even if, even if your middle school or high school are kind of pushes away, like it doesn't seem like they want that one-on-one time or that you know quality time, um, it doesn't mean that they don't. It just means that they may feel a little awkward with it in that moment. But quality time can happen with um, maybe doing a puzzle together. Maybe you're playing a game together. Maybe you're um, talking um, right before bedtime. Um, maybe it's praying together and talking about each night, what are we going to pray for, right? Mm-hmm. So it is. It's that time where you get to fill that emotional tank and you get to love on them because you're spending that time. And the number one important thing to do is put down the phone mm-hmm. during quality time. That's hard. And I think being willing to listen and not fix their problems is probably another thing yeah. um, that that we as people have a hard time with like we want to jump in and say whatever we're thinking but just to be like okay I'm here to ask you questions I'm here to listen and I'm willing to listen yeah and and whether they're they know how to embrace it in the moment or not don't give up as a parent keep at it keep at it some of those best conversations can happen in those moments that you you really didn't expect it but it's setting time aside putting the phone down, making it happen. Mm-hmm. Last thing we're going to talk about, and then we're going to go into some things to avoid, 
is um, mental health, to be aware of mental health needs right now. Um, I think more than ever before, we're understanding that our our kids can get anxious, our kids can get into uh, a funk, into some depression sometimes. Um, they can get isolate, where they isolate or don't know how to tackle problems, and problems can become to stack up. So um, whether they're in preschool or all the way to high school, is, is this a real topic as we look at going back to school? I think that it is because we're human. Like, we all have emotions. And it doesn't matter if you're little. It doesn't matter if you're big. Like, when we're little is when we're starting to talk about what those emotions could be. Mm-hmm. Like, how we see it. Like, what are appropriate ways to handle those emotions how do we handle them with other people that interpersonal aspect to our emotions because emotions are normally happening because we are interacting with other people yeah and I think um I I think I wish someone had told me when my son was little that it's okay to check in it's okay to say how are you feeling how are you doing Maybe your son or daughter says, you know, I I, I feel like somebody's picking on me or bullying me. Um, We don't have to be afraid to say, well, how how is that going? How are you handling that? Um, Even maybe ask permission. Can I give you some some things that have helped me in the past? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's with your older ones, your Mm -hmm. younger ones. You know, maybe you work more towards that problem solving. Well, and I think even asking, like, when they're, what does it mean that they're picking on you? Because a lot of times in our head, we see things differently mm-hmm. than actual situations happen. Because um, I know that with some kids in the preschool, like they're like, they're just picking on me and bugging me. And it's like, well, what did they do? And then they say, it, and then I talk with the other person, they're like, well, they they hit me and that's what it did. And I was like, okay, well then why did they hit you? Because you hit me. Okay, now we're talking. You know, like, I think it helps them to kind of see the whole picture when Mm -hmm. we start asking those clarifying questions about the situation so that we get a bigger picture and we can explain, okay, this is why we have our big emotions. And if you were to stop maybe this action, then your friend wouldn't react that way. Yeah, and I think think that leads beautifully into opportunities to pray with our kids you know maybe your son or daughter is saying hey I'm feeling anxious about and so so you can pray for them and maybe put a note in their lunch I'm praying for you today um, that that God just calms your spirit mm-hmm. or I, I know with our son um, he went through a period of feeling like um, he could not get along with this one kid and it was early elementary, and um, we started praying for that child, and um, we prayed the fruits of the spirit over that child. Every mm-hmm. night we started praying for that child, and and for their relationship. Um, so it, it gives us a great opportunity to minister to them, to pour into them, to fill their tank with God, mm-hmm. and 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 his peace that passes all understanding, right? Yeah, and for them to have a chance to see God step up and work and be like, hey, God is in your life. He cares Mm -hmm. about your situation, and he is with you there. 
Yeah. Yeah, and and in all of these, prayer, you know, right? Pray as you eat. Pray before they sleep. Um, Pray that God gives you good boundaries and that quality time. Um, Praying for their mental health. And um, that's such a catch-all. It's it's tough to really capture that in just a few minutes. Mm -hmm. But praying for the spirit of your child and, and that God just protects and guides and leads them. We don't have to have fancy words. Right? We just have mm-hmm. to come to him and to lay our kids into his hands. I think one of the things that is very hard to remember is he loves them even I keep it in my mic. He loves them even more than we do. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it is good for us to remember that he understands the heart of what we want to pray, yeah. even if our words don't sound like what we want. And I think sometimes he puts his heart and his longing into our heart so that we see these children with his eyes and we're praying for him or for these children with his spirit in us. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know what? Um, our time is uh, coming to a close. So I think we're going to hold back on the things to avoid. We might do that in our next podcast. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. So join us for our next podcast. And we're going to talk about as we hone in on the things we need to remember as they go back to school. Um, in a couple of weeks, we'll do a podcast on things to avoid and, and pitfalls that we can fall into. Um, as our kids are back in school. So for Donna and Janae, we want to thank you for joining us at the Village Table where you always have a seat at the table. We look forward to seeing you next time. God bless.